I love it. You're sounding like a cranky old guy here, you know, bitching hey. about the kids. I wasn't bitching. <laughs> I was just I was just saying what uh, the way they they play nowadays. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'm I'm happy that I wish I could do the same thing. <laughs> Hello, this is Alan Shipnuck, back for another podcast for The Knockdown. I'm delighted to have Sergio Garcia here. Sergio, thanks for making the time. Pleasure. So, all right, we got to get right to it. Last fall in Golf Magazine, I wrote a column saying, you know, it was a cheeky obituary <laughs> for the Ryder Cup, uh, saying that the U.S. was going to dominate for so long, it would go back to the days when no one cared about the Ryder Cup. You had a nice little comeback on Twitter, so let's just address the elephant in the room here. Uh, how are you feeling about Europe's chances this time and going forward? Well, I, like I said, uh, like, I, like I've been saying uh, for a year, I think that uh, you know it could be one of the one of the nicest and, and you know best Ryder Cups ever. Uh, I think that the quality of uh, of the players in both on both sides of of, uh, of the Atlantic are are really good. Obviously. Um, you know, you got you got Tiger that is that is playing well. He's, you know, he's most likely going to be in the team, um, and uh, you know it's going to be a, a good uh, a good uh, mix and match uh, throughout the week. And uh, hopefully, you know, it'll be a great show like it always is, and and people will will definitely enjoy it. Okay, that was a diplomatic answer, <laughs> but to my larger point that the U.S. has all these great young players and. The core of, of the European squad, which you're, you've been part of for a long time, you know, Heinrich and Ian Poulter and Rosie, yourself. I mean, you guys, you're all pushing 40 or beyond. Oh, yeah, some of us are over 40. Considerably <laughs> not, older. Not me. But not, no, but you're getting close. Yeah, but, uh, but also, I mean, I think it's in... Uh, on, on this kind of team event, it's, it's good to have a mix of both. Uh, and I think we also have some, some really good young players uh, like Tyrrell Hatton, uh, you know, great, you know, uh, great qualities. Uh, obviously, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, um, you know, even guys like Matthew Fitzpatrick or Toby Nollison. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're good, good young players that know what they're doing. They're, they're played all over the world. They've They've won big tournaments. They've, uh, you know, they've done a lot of good things. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it comes down. It comes down to to how that week goes, how how it feels, uh, and um, you know, the the Ryder Cup is different. So everybody gets really up for it, and you know, it's very difficult to predict it. Well, I mean, that, that, the the difference is what's interesting because if you look at the the top eight on the European standings, I mean, you have four studs in Rom. Fleetwood, Hatton. Ram, sorry, I forgot yeah, to mention your name. Yeah, your notable omission of your country. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Norin, but they've never played in a Ryder Cup. So, I mean, go go back to your first one in 99. It's just a different feeling, right? I mean, guys talk about... It the is. Game, you can't even feel your legs on the first team. Well, so. it is, but, but it doesn't mean that you can't play well. Um, because... Um, I was fortunate to do that, and and some other players have have been able to do that. You know, play great in in, in their first Ryder Cup. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, I think it comes down to making sure that uh, that not only the uh, the veterans, but the but those rookies feel comfortable, uh, not only on the golf course but within the team. Uh, if if you can manage to do that 
then uh, everything becomes easier then uh, if you feel like you belong uh, if you you know you go out there knowing that you have the support from everyone uh, every single one of your teammates it it, it, it just gives you a little bit extra oomph uh, coming out there and uh, controlling your nerves and, and and everything goes everything that goes with it do you feel like you have to be the savvy to to rom you know the way that or the Jose Maria you know the, <laughs> the, the guys who took you in and, and showed you the way well um, I mean every time and now being being a veteran and playing playing Ryder Cups um, you know I've always tried to bring just more than my game to um, uh, to the team and and yeah like like I was saying you know making making sure that you that you f you make those youngsters or those rookies feel comfortable uh, and um, you know because it's very easy to to kind of do your thing and, and concentrate just on yourself and, and trying to do the best you can there for for your team but uh, it, but some some of us have to kind of welcome all those players that like you were saying like like some some other uh, unfortunately I was never able to play in in a team with with uh, either Sevi or Olathaval maybe just one uh, in 99 I think it was but uh, but yeah to to make sure that you make those guys feel comfortable uh, so then when they go out there on the golf course they can they can actually play their own game and they don't have to be thinking about too many things how are you feeling about your your spot on on this squad for Europe? Well, I mean, at the moment, obviously, um, you know, there's uh, I have to find a couple of things here and there, uh, but you know, it's been you know it's been a tough uh, probably uh, three three and a half months uh, before that. You know, like I started really really well the year. I was uh, I was really comfortable. Obviously, there's been uh, some changes that uh, you know you have to get used to and. Lost a little bit of confidence in there, but uh, you know I'm I'm working hard. I'm trying hard and 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 trying to do everything I can to to get my my game in the best shape possible. To uh, uh, to obviously if if Thomas uh, considers it to to be a part of the team and and help out in in any way I can. But um, you know there's still probably another month or so until uh, everything is said and done. So we'll we'll see. How subtle is the uh, the communication between you and, and the captain? Do you, do you do you feel like you have to make a little sales pitch like, hey, I'm close, I'm I'm hitting it great, it, you know, I'm almost there, or do you just you don't worry about it and you just play golf? No, uh, I mean I, I I've talked to Thomas and he has talked to me uh, obviously throughout the last couple of months and uh, he knows obviously he knows what I bring to the team as a as a player, uh, but he knows what I bring to the team as a person myself uh and and um you know i think he appreciates that and it's just a matter of uh of seeing if uh what what he sees and what he thinks that uh, that i bring to the team is is good enough um i'm sure that he doesn't need me to be you know obviously he loved me to be a hundred percent on my game you know on flying uh you know going on flying colors or uh, however you say it but uh, but he knows that uh, even if my game is not, you know, 100%, you know, I can bring other things to to my teammates that, that might help the team uh, overall. How much can emotion and, and the adrenaline of the Ryder Cup just 
cure whatever's missing in, in a player's game? It definitely can. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And and if you if you're a big supporter and a big uh, believer uh, and and you love the Ryder Cup, kind of like I do and and some other guys do, uh, it definitely it definitely can do that. Uh, it can do that to yourself. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously playing in the in in Europe also it, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, and and for those rookies too, like we were talking earlier. So um, it is. Uh, it is important. Uh, everybody, I've always said, everybody loves how much I I, uh, I love the um, the Ryder Cup, and you know we'll uh, we'll see what happens. If you called and said, um, Sergio, I love everything you bring to the team. I want you to be an assistant captain. Would you accept? Mm, probably not. No, I've done that already, and and I know um, how hard it is to to be a, an assistant captain. Um, so. Um, no, probably, probably not as that, you know. I mean, it's, it's got, <laughs> Phil's in a similar situation as he's, you know, as he's struggled a little bit this summer. There's been some talk. You know, everyone loves him in the team room, but and we we have to have him in the team room no matter what. But I think it's a, it's a big ask for a player. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Uh, I mean, at the moment, I don't want to think about that uh, because I I want to be a part of the team as a player. Um, you know, obviously, all these things can be talked and stuff, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't even want to think about it that way. Uh, My apologies. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, obviously, last year was was a defining you know season for you as as a golfer. How do you, in the changes with uh, not only becoming the Masters champion and all the the hullabaloo that goes with that, having a baby, getting married. I mean, have you have you felt settled this year, or is it still a a, a work in progress? Um, I felt I felt quite settled. Um, I think that, and I said it every uh, I mean uh, every time since it happened. Um, to me, you know, winning the Masters obviously was uh, was something amazing, and and it did change a little bit. Uh, my life, but I didn't feel like it did. It, it really changed it that much. Uh, I felt like it was a, a small change because, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like I've been on tour for three or four years, or I've I've only won maybe one or two tournaments or something like that. You know, I I had I had a career already before before winning the Masters. Obviously, winning the Masters made it even, you know, made it extraordinary, but. Um, but uh, but having having the baby is what what changed my life the most, and and it changed it, you know, just with one from one second to the next. So um, that's uh, that's definitely been the biggest change, and um, you know you uh, you you try to get used to it and 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 deal with it uh, the, the the best way possible or the best way you think uh, you, you can and um, you know and it's not easy uh, you know because there's a lot of things going in in your in your mind and and um, you know you try to, uh, to to do it the best way possible but uh, you know like like everything like everything in life is, is a learning process and um, we're learning from it and uh, we're we're doing it uh, the best way possible the balancing practice, do you find yourself sometimes you're hitting balls thinking, man, I'd just rather be hanging out with the baby and 
Um, is, has there been a little internal struggle in, in finding <laughs> the right balance there? Um, no, I mean, I think that, yeah, there's, uh, I think it's just a matter of, of making sure that you can find the time uh, as well as possible. Um, you know, I feel like I've been, I've been practicing quite a lot, uh, trying to, to make sure that my game is, uh, is in uh, the best shape possible. Um, obviously, things haven't worked out as well as I would liked it. Uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's just a very thin line between, you know, obviously missing five cuts by one shot. And, uh, you know, if you make those cuts and, and you have three good weekends, you end up finishing, you know, top top 10, top five or something like that. And, and, and you know, it turns out into a great week. You you miss the cut by one shot and, and then you feel, you know, you feel like a little bit... Uh, um, deflated so uh but uh, you know uh like i said uh i've been i've been working hard uh trying to manage the time between practicing and 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 spending time with uh with uh with a little one and 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 enjoying that that time um but um you know it's just uh, like i said it's just a matter of finding the right what works best for for you I feel like the best publicist in professional golf is Angela, <laughs> your bride. I mean, um, all her, her all her lovey-dovey social media posts and all the fun you guys are having, you know, traveling the world together. It really like showed a kind of a, a softer side of you, and um, I think helped fans kind of connect. Like, oh yeah, I like Sergio. He's out there having a great time. He's 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 living life. Um, <laughs> not not that it was any kind of orchestrated campaign. It was very natural, and that's why people responded to it. But um, have you been comfortable as your life has has been made so public, you know, with with Angela and, and now as, um, as a family? Well, I mean, I think that uh, even before it was uh, it was it was also uh, quite public. Uh, I think that I've always, you know, I've always tried to make sure that uh, my fans get to know myself and and you know some of the things I do. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, Angela has been a little bit more open on on that aspect, uh, but um, you know we've we've enjoyed it. Uh, but at the same time, you know you gotta realize that uh, a lot of those things, you know, sometimes you're you know you're in a tournament and it's it's things that you do for the tournament and stuff, and they they seem like they might be just fun and, and stuff like that which was they are fun but but it's also it's also a little bit of work uh so it's not just like you know you're doing things uh just like uh fun games and you know it's all so um but um you know it's it's been it's been fun uh we've uh, we've tried to enjoy it as much as possible uh for uh, for the three of us and um you know hopefully uh you know, we'll have a lot, a lot more great times. I love that you've become sort of an honorary Texan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marty was your your father-in-law. You mean Mar- y'all? <laughs> <laughs> your father-in-law, Marty Higgins, was telling me that you guys would go out on the ranch and like hunt with bow and arrow. Is that is that true? We've done it. Yeah, we've done it. I, I uh, I've enjoyed uh, spending time with uh, with him and and at the ranch once in a while. Uh, you know, we obviously uh, we're busy, so we we can't spend maybe as much as we would like. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fun to get into 
to know that world that 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 world and and uh what uh everything that that goes around it and and it's not like you know just going out there and and shooting whatever you know you have to know what you're shooting and and you know making sure that whatever you're shooting is the right age and and obviously um one of the great things that uh that uh he and his family that the Aikens do is that everything they shoot at the ranch gets eaten uh either from ourselves or or they um they give it to uh to some veterans and and things like that so um you know that's that's cool to to see that you know it's not like you shoot an animal you just leave it there to die or something like that right. so are you hunting deer or uh yeah mainly yeah. um that's uh that's what he uh i mean he's he's really into it like he he he's really he knows what what he's doing and he um i mean i don't know the exact words but he grows them there and he makes sure that like we're like i was saying earlier um like the young ones you know Sure. Like it were there, you know, like no, that one is too young. Uh, that one, you know, that one will be good in like three or four years. So we gotta, we gotta keep those, uh, you know, make sure live, get let those kind of <laughs> go and keep keep enjoying their their life and and uh, maybe some um, uh, some hogs, uh, some some wild pigs and stuff like that. Uh, with with the bow. Like uh, we've done bow and and uh, obviously with the bow it's a little bit tougher. Uh, They're kind of mean, done. right? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously uh, you gotta be uh, you gotta be precise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want these things to to be charging at you. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like the first episode of Game of Thrones. The king like dies for a wild there, boar. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be careful. There you go. Please tell me you're wearing a cowboy hat for all of this. I don't know. <laughs> we, we wear a hat. <laughs> but does, does, uh, it, does uh, yeah. Adidas make cowboy hats yet? Not that I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a, a whole market you could exploit. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they they could, but uh, I think there's a lot of brands already there of uh, <laughs> of uh, cowboy hats that uh, they had to fight their their they their selves around, you know. So do you like help you know dress the the deer or or, or the pig you know as far as getting there with a knife and doing all no, the dirty I stuff? No, I don't know how to do that. No, and and it's it's not easy. Uh, so uh, Marty's good at that. Uh, he knows how to do it, but uh, he's he's got some friends that uh, that do it. And you do you stand there and watch all the blood and guts and all that? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it's not the most beautiful thing in the world, but <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. This has probably given you a lot more to talk about with your colleagues on the PGA Tour because all those guys love to hunt, right? Yeah, some of them, yeah, uh, for sure. There's uh, there's a, a good bunch of groups that. <laughs> Uh, a good bunch of guys that uh, that like to do it and uh, you know come around and yeah we you know we can talk a little bit uh, here and there about it and you can talk about college football now I mean you're practically a full-blooded American at this point <laughs> well I've always liked I've always liked American football I've always I've always followed the NFL uh, since since I came to the U.S. Uh, probably I started playing here when I was you know 12 13 years old uh, I've always enjoyed watching watching football, uh, and but because I didn't I didn't go to college here, um, I, um, I I couldn't relay. Uh, I didn't have anyone to really follow or or, or support. And now, obviously, um, 
with uh, with us spending uh, a little bit of time in Austin and and with Angela being a, a Longhorn and and Marty being a Longhorn, uh, it's it's easy to to follow them and uh, you know see uh, you know obviously didn't get them on their best years, but uh, but it seems like last year was a better year for them uh, with with a new coach and uh, and you know it looks like uh, this year could be. Could be a stepping stone for them, so uh, we're excited to to watch some of the games and and follow them, follow them uh, through the through the season. You've been you've been any games in person? Uh, I've, uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen probably I would say about four or five. I would say. In that setting, do do people recognize you, or are they just so football focused that you pass right <laughs> past them? Excuse me. Um, yeah, no. Some of them do, yeah. Um, but you know, whether supporting and, and watching football, but uh, but some of them obviously do. Yeah. So, speaking of football, the real football. I mean, are, are you still involved in in your team in Spain that you 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 were a part owner and? Yeah, I uh, I actually just got done this past season. Um, I, I don't I don't get to spend too much time uh, in Spain anymore and. Uh, I think uh, we we're talking about it earlier. Uh, I think that last year I was only able to watch I think four games throughout the season. So four games out of you know thirty eight, forty games. It's it's very little, and and I like to be involved, and I like to you know practice with them here and there, and and I don't get to do that. So um, so we I kind of after eleven years, uh, which has been quite a while, um, I decided to. To kind of call it quits and um, you know do other things, I guess. When you would practice with the team, would those guys go go hard, or did you sense they were they didn't want to hurt you, they didn't want to mess up your wrist or your fingers? No, um, I mean I wouldn't say they didn't go hard. Obviously, uh, I was one more uh, of of the group, and um, you know when 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 you're uh, when you're practicing. I mean the 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 coach is the first guy that will tell you you know just control your tackles because you know you don't want to be injuring your your teammates. Right. Forget about myself itself. The, the owner. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but you don't want to you don't want to get to the Sunday game and 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 you have four injuries because you've injured. I mean, if you if you injure yourself by you know getting like a tear or something like that is different but if you injure yourself because you're making bad tackles to to some of your teammates obviously it's not the it's not the ideal thing so um you do you do tackle or they did tackle me strongly but not dangerously uh the same way that I would do the same thing or they would do the same thing to another teammate so obviously they don't like get out of the way and let you go uh, with the <laughs> ball but uh but you know if uh if it's between, you know, like a hard tackle or or, let, or or letting one of the guys shoot or letting myself shoot, they they obviously let you shoot, you know, because you can't take the risk of of injuring your your teammates while while practice. Give me a scouting report of you on on the pitch. Um, well, I'm left footed, uh, so I usually uh, usually uh, I'm more of a attacking player than a defender. Um, so I usually played midfield or forward. Uh, so I would play, you know, midfield on the left side, 
sometimes midfield midfield on the on the right side and uh, striker or just behind the striker. You know, those those were the the positions that I would usually play. And um, you know, my left foot is is pretty decent. Uh, I've always had a, a good left foot. Uh, my right one is it's okay, but uh, you know, it's not it's not my preferred foot. But um, you know, I've uh, I've always enjoyed it. If you had dedicated your life to football, could you have made it? I don't know. Um, I mean, a lot of people have told me that that I, I had good qualities. Um, you never know uh, because uh, football in in Spain it's so big, and and there's so many kids that played and that tried to to get into like the big teams and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's not easy to say. Oh, what if I? Being able to be as good a, a soccer uh, football player as uh, as I was a golfer, difficult to say. Uh, I would I would probably say no because I don't know if I would have ever been, you know, number two uh, on the world uh, in the world in 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 football. But um, you know, but people that uh, that I've played with and everything, they they say that I, I had good qualities. You know, I had good speed. Uh, my my left foot was was good. Like a, I could put good crossings in I could uh, I could put good shots into into goal so um, you know but you have to have a couple of really good breaks getting into big teams as a youngster so you kind of build yourself up and 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 then you have chances of uh, you know becoming a great goal a great footballer playing for like a Barcelona Real Madrid or uh, Chelsea or uh, one of those big teams. What What was the fork in the road for you as a kid when you when you chose golf over football? Well, it was it was easy. Um, I was my dad. Obviously, it's a professional golfer, and I was always on. I was playing football, but I was always on uh, on the on the golf course and on the range on the putting green, and and um, I always showed like I had good skill for for golf. Um, I started playing tournaments at a young age, golf, and I was doing well. So I never really got into like a like a like a football team as a youngster. Uh, I played with my friends and stuff like that, but I never really got into a, a football team that I could test myself into. You know, into uh, other division, other uh, ages and stuff, and and see if I, if I was good enough to do it. So. Um, you know, you you never know, but um, I never I never really got into that that kind of uh, path. Yeah. So next year is momentous in a, for a few reasons. You know, it'll be the 20th anniversary of of your kind of breakthrough performance at Medina, going to Bethpage, where you also have some history. I mean, does does it kind of blow your mind? It's it's been 20 years. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, my 20th anniversary also with with Adidas uh, as uh, as one of my my sponsors. So it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's uh, you know it's 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 one of those things that uh, don't happen too often to see uh, an athlete be with with a company for for so long. And I'm and I'm really happy and blessed for uh you know adidas to to have the the, the belief that they they had in me for for so long so um so that's going to be fun too uh i think it's uh you know hopefully it'll be a a tremendous year for for all of us um and uh, i'm excited to um to get to it 
It's a pretty short list of, of players who, in any sport, who stayed with a company that long. And I always think it's kind of cool when you look at Tiger going back his whole career, it's, just, it's the same look. Mm. Whereas, you know, a guy like Ernie Els has had about 42 different <laughs> logos. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's just kind of, it's clean. I mean, is that does that play in your thinking where you want to have kind of, not not just visually, but have sort of a legacy in, in one place and, and not just be a perennial free agent? Yes, uh, and I think uh, that has to do. There's there's several things that have to click for that to happen. Uh, not only uh, not only the athlete to have a, a good career, but also uh, have an athlete that is um, uh, very uh, loyal to. To that, to that company that has a great relationship, with, that builds a great relationship with that company. Um, also, that company to have the belief in that athlete, and and also build that same relationship that uh, that I was talking about. So when you're when you're able to to get those things to those two things together, then it's it's a little bit easier to 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 have like we're doing, you know, 20 years together. But um, not a lot of uh, a lot of athletes get to that uh and uh you know everybody has their own way of doing things we we have our own way we we like to feel or or build our relationships as uh not as sponsorships but as relationships as as pretty much like a like like a family and um you know sometimes we might have gotten uh, a better a better offer from from another company but you know, but we didn't want to move anywhere because this is where we feel comfortable. This is where uh, we we know the people we're working with. We know what we're willing to give up uh, because we know that they're also willing to give up things for us and and help each other. And um, you know, that's uh, that's amazing for us to to be able to to celebrate 20 years next next year with Adidas. I mean, if you can survive the all yellow outfit at Hoyland, <laughs> you can survive the anything. Banana, the banana outfit. <laughs> the, um, I mean, actually, the scripting thing always interests me at the major championships, and not just for you, but everybody. If if they give you an outfit that you just hate, can you veto it? No. Well, the thing is, we uh, we obviously talk about it uh, before before the year starts, and and we have ideas, and they come to us and they say, okay. These are the colors that and, and the shirts that we want you to wear. Um, do you like them? And and then you know they give us the options of with the pants and stuff. So we we work on them um, on on that on that particular on that particular <laughs> outfit. It was funny because um, I remember uh, that year and and I think it was the year before um, I wanted to wear like Spanish colors on Sundays. Uh, so I wanted to wear like either red shirt and uh, yellow pants or kind of like soft yellow pants or mm-hmm. or uh, red pants and, and, and yellow shirt. And and uh, I remember that for whatever reason, they were like, oh, you know, you know, the red pants are not really doing that great for us or whatever. So I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to put yellow pants in. It <laughs> <laughs> was your call. <laughs> Uh, on that, yes. Usually, usually the important thing for um, uh, for Adidas. I mean, I can talk for Adidas because that's that's the the company that I've 
that I've worked with uh, these 20 years, it's uh, the shirt is the most important thing. You know, that's that's really what they what they shoot for. Uh, obviously, we try to match the pants as well as possible, so so that the whole outfit looks great. But um, but the piece, the most important piece, is the is the shirt. You you played with Tiger that day, right? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. Did he say anything about the outfit? No. <laughs> Has he ever gone back? No. No. <laughs> I think we all we all have. You know, some people might think that black and red doesn't look good, and some people might think that yellow and yellow look good, and some other people think that it doesn't. So, you know, like like uh, like I've always said. There's nothing written about likes and dislikes, you know. Uh, so some people like it, some people don't, and it's just, it's okay. Well said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> diplomatic. So, I mean, what's your take on Tiger? You saw him in his peak, um, and and now he's just coming off an electric performance here at, at Belle Reve. And uh, are you amazed that he's been able to, to claw his way back from all the injuries and all the problems? Yeah, uh, I think that it's it's nice to see that uh, that he's been able to recover from that because I want to say he he spent about four or five years where I mean he couldn't even play four or five tournaments a year. So the the most important thing, first of all, was so that his back was healthy, uh, and then. Like he always said, you know, once that's that's cured, then you can start preparing a little bit better, practicing a little bit more. Um, then when you're when you're on the course, if you're feeling okay, then you can be a little bit more uh, uh, confident uh, of what you're doing. You don't you, you don't have to be thinking about your back the whole time, uh, or is it gonna blow off? You know, when I hit the shot or whatever. So um, obviously, we all know that the qualities that that he's always had um so um and as you can see well he's been he's been playing well this year he uh he hasn't won he hasn't won yet but but he's been he's been close uh, a few times but at the same time i think that nowadays there's a lot more guys out there that can that can play and that they're not uh like if he's if he's up there they're not like afraid of of, of right. beating him, you know. So, uh, like you saw Brooks, you know. I mean, Tiger was was charging, and he just kept hitting great shot after great shot after great shot. So, um, I think that uh, that also makes it a little bit harder not only for for Tiger to win, but for for everyone else. Uh, and um, you know, the 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 young kids out there these days, they you know they they don't really have many fears. They just teed up and hit as hard as they can and. You know, if they have the week where the game is good, then they're unbelievable. If they, if they have the week where the game is not good, then whatever they miss the cut and you know, walk on to <laughs> go to the next one. You know, it's it's a it's a little bit of a different way of thinking that uh, that maybe when when I came out on tour and and you obviously wanted to play really well, but you wanted to be consistent and and be you know there as as much as possible and and, uh, and maybe kind of work your way around the courses a bit more. Now it's, you know, a lot a lot of the kids, they just tee it up as high as they can and they hit it as hard as they can. And, you know, they're not afraid of hitting in the trees or uh, a lot of the courses we play now, they too, they're, they're a lot open, uh, they're a lot more open than, than they used to, like the old style we used to play, where if you miss the fairways and stuff, you were really getting punished. Now a lot of the times you 
you know you miss the fairway by 30 yards and you have an open shot to the green so uh, and you know if you're hitting a wedge or something it's uh, it doesn't doesn't make that that big of a difference I love it you're sounding like a cranky old guy here you know bitching mm. about the kids I wasn't bitching <laughs> I was just I was just saying what uh, the way they they play nowadays <laughs> it's great I mean I'm, I'm happy that I wish I could do the same thing <laughs> but do, I mean does it offend you slightly that a little bit of the art has been lost. I mean, you're always the guy who could shape the ball so beautifully. And I remember watching you at Colonial a few times and just bending it around those dog legs. And it was it was thrilling to watch. Now guys don't bend it. They just hit it over the trees. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, I think, I think the finesse of the game is, is definitely gone away a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's still touch and everything that you require with your wedges and, and chipping and stuff. And chipping and putting, but uh, but the finesse of the tees and stuff like that, I think it's it's kind of probably gone away a little bit. But it's fine. I mean, it's all games develop. Uh, not only not only the the game of golf, but soccer, football, tennis, everything is is developed, and and um, you know that's that's uh, that's the way it is. And at the end of the day, it's uh, whatever helps amateur golf uh, the best. And um, because that's that's what we need. We need as many players as possible, so so the game can stay healthy. It's interesting though because people talk like if professional basketball. You say, well, now there's point guards who are six foot eleven, and the game has changed. But the defend the defenders have also gotten bigger and stronger, so they kind of hold things in check. Whereas the golf courses have not really been able to defend themselves. They they can't quite keep up with the the onslaught of of these modern-day athletes who are optimized through track man and nutritionists and trainers. So it, to me, it's not really a fair fight. The players have gotten so much longer and stronger, and the golf courses kind of have mostly remained the same. So that's my critique is that, you know, it's not as much fun to watch a guy hit a wedge into every par four is it just to watch him hit a, a long iron it just takes more skill and it takes more shape and it takes more trajectory and that's where i think some of the game has suffered a little bit it's not as interesting to watch well i think uh i think the problem too is that uh i think some of the the golf course design is it's gone away from what uh what always worked and 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 what still does uh and if you if you come to realize obviously we golf depends a lot we play outside so we depend a lot on on the weather so obviously if if the weather is good and the and the course gets firm the tournament it's harder it's as simple as that it plays it plays tougher but at the same time if you if you come to realize no matter what the weather is, no matter what the weather is like, usually the toughest courses we play are, unless you put, you know, three foot rough, like an inch from the fairway, it's all style traditional courses with small greens, maybe not the longest courses in the world, but dog legs, you know, tree line courses uh, with, 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 with really small targets. Because then I've always said it, you know, it's if you play, for example, one of my favorite courses, Balderrama, always plays hard and it's 6,900 yards. But the greens are, you know, they're like a dime. Yeah. So if you hit a good shot, you're going to have a birdie putt. 
because the green is so small. But if you if you even if you're hitting a, an eight iron a wedge and and you you know the pin is three or four yards from the from the edge and you you don't hit a good shot and you miss you just miss the green, or even if you you know even if the pin is on the left side four yards from the left but it's only like five from the right because the green is so small. Right. If you hit a bad shot to the right and you miss the green, it's much tougher to get up and down from 20 feet from from around the green or right. on, a, on a difficult chip than if you hit a seven iron to 50 feet and you're in the middle of the green and, and, and two putt from there. It's much easier to two putt from 50 feet than get up and down from 25 feet. So at the end of the day, you realize that yeah, those courses with, and that's the kind of course that I like. And and when I start, you know, uh, designing courses and 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 getting some some things done uh, around the the world, that's the kind of course that I want to design. You know, small greens, small targets, and you know, if you hit a good shot, you're gonna have a birdie putt, and you might make birdie. But if you if you're a little bit off, then you have to really scramble around the greens. So you can design a course for yourself, basically. Your skill no. set. I'm going to design a kind of a kind of golf course for the game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> so before we moved into the get off my lawn segment of this uh, podcast, I just want to go back to Tiger for a sec because you hear these guys in their 20s say, "Oh, I want I want Tiger to be at his best, and I want to compete against him." Do you kind of shake your head and say, "You know, be careful what you wish for," because you saw him at his best, and it was it was not fun for a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I mean, he's 42 now, so I don't know if his best at 42 can be the same as his best as at 23 or 24. Sure. So, I mean, like right now, he's he's playing well. Uh, we've we've all seen that, um, but. You know, maybe he's playing at his best right now, at his best at 42. So, I mean, your body doesn't move the same way that uh, at 42 that, that it did at, at 23 or 24. So, um, you know, but like I said earlier, you know, there's a lot of young kids out there that, that are not afraid. And, you know, they they don't mind saying that. And, and, and probably they don't mind if, if Tiger plays even better than he's playing now. So... You know, it's a it's a challenge, and and it it was a challenge for us, you know, in the early two thousands. So, and I think it made all of us better players. Uh, probably, we won less because he was there, but it, that doesn't mean that we became better players because he was there too. Yeah, interesting. Do you do you get caught up thinking about kind of your your spot in the game and your legacy, and are you anxious to as you move into this last kind of act of your career to to, um, to build on what you've done and, and uh, check some more things off your to-do list? Yeah, well, I think, obviously, yeah, we, uh, you know, I feel very blessed and, and uh, very happy about the, the career I've had. I think that, uh, obviously, a lot of people would say that, yeah, I could have I could have achieved more or won more, and, and, and I agree with that. Uh, I had many chances of, of winning more tournaments, and, um, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. But at the same time, you know, I think that my career so far has been has been a really good career. Uh, if you if you look at it and uh, worldwide and everything, and you compare it to to a lot of the players, it's it's you know it's it's quite up there, uh, quite hard up there. And and it's not easy, you know. Uh, you're playing against the best players in the world. So, but that doesn't mean that yeah, I would love to 
keep achieving more things. Uh, it's um, you know I'm I'm not like fully satisfied or, or like this is it, and um, I would love to to keep improving, and that's that's why I practice you know every day and and try to get better and um, you know see if we can uh, if we can get some more things in there. I mean, you got a guy like like Marco Mira, you know, kind of had a very good career, won his majors in his case too, but and then never won again. It was kind of like he got to the mountaintop, and it's like, okay, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's been a handful of players that uh, David Duval, you know, won the British Open, never won again. Yeah. Um, I mean, every case is is different, but um, is there when you take your foot off the gas even a tiny bit? I mean, how hard is it to to get that edge back and be the player you were? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I mean, fortunately for me, I won. I won pretty much right after uh, at Balderrama uh, after winning the Masters, and and then obviously won in Singapore this year. But uh, yeah, but sometimes I can see how you know some some players uh, might you know get that that big win or those couple of big wins and then kind of kind of breathe out and and kind of excel and and say you know that's and the problem the problem nowadays is that if you do that there's so many guys coming out that they just they just storm by you <laughs> so if you if you kind of take too much of a breather then all of a sudden you realize that you know 20 guys have gone in front of you and it's like Eesh, what happened over here <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh so you gotta be you gotta be careful uh but like i said you know as you get older it becomes it becomes a little bit a little bit tougher for you uh physically and mentally and everything uh and um I guess that's the beautiful thing about the Champions Tour that then you be, you turn 50 and then you're a youngster again <laughs> are you gonna play the Champions Tour uh, well I mean we'll see how I feel we'll see how how I am physically, obviously, and, and, and mentally, how much, you know, I'm willing to, to keep competing and playing. I mean, I've always loved competing, but I don't know if by the time I get to, to that age uh, or maybe, I don't know, it'll be 45 when, when I'm 45 or something. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see if, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm willing to go through all of that or, uh, or maybe I found something else to, to do that, that really fulfills me, and, and, and I don't need to, to keep competing as much. I can't believe we're talking about you on the Champions Tour. That's crazy. <laughs> well, so what would you find that would fulfill hypotheticals. you? Hypotheticals. <laughs> I, I mean, do you have, you want to go out and be a, you know, a photographer traveling the world? Do you want, I mean, wh no, what, what not, is this not, unfulfilled I'm, passion you're looking for? No, don't worry. If you can ask my wife. I'm not a huge fan of taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but is there, is there something that you've always wanted to do? You just haven't had a chance because you've been playing golf nonstop? Um, yes, but, but I won't be able to do those when I'm 50. <laughs> what, like, like, climb, like climbing, like climbing Mount Everest, and oh, playing ten. tennis and, and, and football, you know those things. I yeah. think that I'll be a little bit too old for that. <laughs> um, no, but I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, like I said earlier. For example, you know, like golf course design is something that that I would love to do um, the right way, obviously. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that some of the things will will come around where um, you know. I don't know. Uh, like I, I like I like playing. For example, I like playing uh, uh, Texas Hold'em tournaments, like pocket really? tournaments. And maybe maybe I'll I'll play a little bit more of that. You know, when because you don't need to be young to play those things. So 
um, you know, just those couple fun things to do. Do you have? I mean, what's your poker nickname? Do you ever, do they call nah, you? I don't. I don't have a nickname. No. We're gonna work on that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Sergio. Well, thank you for your time. This was great Pleasure. fun. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. you in Paris. Thank you. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. <laughs> that. So anyway, all right, this is Alan Shipnuck signing off for another podcast of Knockdown. And um, Sergio, best of luck. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.